digger. Come on, turn to your neighbor and tell him, are you a gold digger? Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, especially if that person's single. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're like, no, 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 don't. I'm not going to say that. Um, <laughs> I got to focus. I get distracted so easily. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, so we are in week two of our series, Gold Digger. And uh, we are going through, um, uh, th- each week we're looking at a, like a gold nugget, uh, something that, that is very um, it's needed in order for you and I to go to a deeper next level uh, with Jesus in, in our relationship. And so last week we kicked it off. Uh, we talked about the, the gold nugget for last week was, does anybody remember? Digging the wells, that's part of it. No? We're going to pray. We're going to end in. Uh... <laughs> I'm just messing. Last week, part of me stalling is I'm trying to remember what it is, too. So, <laughs> it doesn't matter. We got a new nugget this week. And um, so, we've been, <laughs> we've been looking at John chapter 4. Uh, Jesus, wait, no, okay, here's a nugget, here's a nugget. Jesus, Jesus wants all of you. Jesus wants all of you, that's it. Jesus wants all of you. There's the nugget from last week. Jesus wants all of you. This week we've got a brand new nugget, but we're going to be looking at John chapter 4, the woman in the well, and it's really going to, uh, we're, we're going to pull out another nugget from there. And so today we're in John chapter 4, uh, we're going to be reading verse 10 through 12, and then we're going to jump into the message. John chapter 4, 10 through 12. If you don't have your Bibles, it's going to be up on the screen. Um, and it says this, Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God, And who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. I love the NLT translation because the NLT translation says, uh, I I would give you a water that would never run dry, a water that's continuous. Verse 11, sir, the woman said, you have nothing, you have nothing to draw, and what? You have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Verse 12, are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? This morning, if you're taking notes, I want to talk to you from the subject, who's your Jacob? Who's your Jacob? I'm going to pray one more time and then we'll jump into the message. Father, we thank you for today. God, we thank you for the opportunity that we have to to come together as a community, God, and to worship you freely. Lord, I pray within the next uh, moments together, God, that you would just speak to our hearts. God, we want to leave here changed. We want to leave here better, but not for our own benefit, but so that we can change the world around us, God. And so we love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen, amen, amen. Hey, so I got to let you know, I think it's a bit unfair when people assume that a good parent is someone that takes their kids to the park. Here's why I don't like that assumption, is because I think I'm a good parent, but I hate the park. Like, I do not like taking my kids to the park. In fact, I try to make up any excuse that I can to not take my kids to the park. And I was thinking about this. I was thinking about why I I don't like the park, and I think it stems from when my, my firstborn, I have three kids. Uh, this was uh, when I just had one kid and life was easier. 
It was simpler. And uh, he was four years old. Now, I'm about to tell a story that some of you guys may have heard before. If you have heard it, just pretend like you ain't ever heard it before. Okay? And so, uh, so my, my son was four years old, and I took him to the park. At, I took him to Howarth Park in Santa Rosa. And uh, now, before, before I get any further, I, I think you should know that uh, obviously your boy is brown. Okay, I don't see color. No, I'm brown, okay? <laughs> Chill. So I'm brown. My wife, you'll be able to meet her hopefully at the end. We'll be hanging out out there. Uh, but, but my wife, she has some ethnicity inside of her, but she's white, okay? <laughs> now, now, here's why I tell you this. We assume that brown and white make a lighter brown. And so we thought our son was going to come out light brown. My son came out Caucasian looking. So much so, it's like, never mind, I'm not going to say that. My son, he's, he's super light, okay? If you saw him, you would not be like, oh, that's your son right there. No, it, you would be like, he's not your son. So I wanted to preface the story with that. So I take my son, he's about four years old, I take him to, to Howarth Park, and we're hanging out with the park, um, and we were there forever. Like a good 30 minutes in, and, um, <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, I'm done. We're done, right? And, and so I watch, I observe, and all the moms that are there, they, they say this to their kids, you have five more minutes, right? And so I'm like, okay, Eli, you have five more minutes. Okay. And he's, he's playing, he's running around. And, and I actually did like the real five minutes, not park five minutes, you know? And, uh, and so five minutes ends, and I'm like, all right, Eli, we have to go. Let's go. And he's like, no. I'm like, son, we said five minutes. It's five minutes. Let's go. No. And I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> and I know my surroundings, okay? I know what county I'm in. I know I'm in Sonoma County. You don't spank your kids here. And so, so, so like, I'm like, I'm like, I can't spank him. So I, I do this. I'm like, okay, you don't want to go? I'm going to make you go. And so I pick him up, and I put him over my shoulder. And we're walking down, and he's like crying. He's like, no, no, no. And then this little kid, out of nowhere, he starts kicking his feet, and he starts saying this, help, help, help. Let me just paint for you what it looks like. You got a half Mexican, half Samoan carrying a white four-year-old on his shoulder, kicking and screaming, help me, help. <laughs> and he's kicking, and, and I look at all the moms, and the moms are like, <laughs> I'm like, it's okay, it's my son. And uh, they didn't call the police, thank God. That actually could be a problem, come to think of it. But, uh, <laughs> hey, so if you're at the park and you get, um, so here, here's why I'm saying this, because I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking about how the moms misunderstood the moment, right? Because, like, to the moms that were there, they were looking, and they had to assume, like, this, something's wrong, this guy is, like, Maybe he's taking this kid. And like, 
And, and I was just thinking like this, this idea like how they, they, there was a possibility that they misunderstood the moment. They misunderstood the, 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 the moment in which they were in. And here's why I tell you this story. Because I actually think what we read in the text at the very beginning is, is, a, great, uh, is a great example of this woman, this lady, this Samaritan, misunderstanding the moment that she had with Jesus. I think this lady misunderstood what Jesus was telling her. Now, brief recap, if, if you are unfamiliar with the story, we talked about this last week. But in, in, in John chapter 4, Jesus, he goes through Samaria, and he, he's very tired, he's thirsty, so he finds this well, he sits down at this well, and uh, this lady comes to draw water, and Jesus says to her, hey, will you give me some water? And if you recall, in verse 9, the lady said, uh, why are you asking me for water? Uh, you're a Jew, I'm a Samaritan, we don't mix, we don't talk. Like, you're not supposed to be talking to me. And, 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 and there's this, there's this uh, confusion that takes place. And then we get to verse 10, what we read, the very first verse that we read this morning. And in this verse, Jesus, in response to her, Jesus says this to her. He says, uh, he says woman, if you knew who I was, and if you knew the water that I can give you, you would be asking me for something to drink. Like, if you knew who I was, you would be asking me for something to drink. Now, you have to imagine that this lady, at this point in time, this, this lady, she, she was like, you would have to imagine she, she's thinking about what Jesus is saying, and she's like, it's actually not a bad idea. Like, you can give me water and I'll, and I'll never run out of it? Like, you'll give me this water and, and I never have to bring these pots to, to this well and I never have to draw water? This is amazing. I like this deal. This sounds great. But, but as we know, we have this luxury of understanding the water in which Jesus is referring to. But she didn't. And so this lady, uh, when, when Jesus is like, hey, I, you, I, ask me for water, this lady, she's thinking that Jesus is talking about physical water. She thinks that Jesus is talking about H2O. She, think, she thinks he's talking about agua. Come on, Spanish. Hey. She thinks that, she, that Jesus is referring to some physical water. But what she doesn't understand is that the, the water in which Jesus is referring to is metaphorical. That Jesus is not talking about physical water, but spiritual water. Now notice both waters do the same thing. The physical water brings life to the body. But the spiritual water in which Jesus is referring to, it brings life to my spirit and to my soul. And so Jesus is, 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 is telling her like, that, 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 um, that, that he has like this, this, this spiritual water. And what I want you to, to, to catch in this moment is that Jesus is, is he's addressing a physical need with a spiritual solution. Jesus is addressing this physical need 
with a spiritual solution. This woman's like, yeah, I want some water. And Jesus is like, you don't need water, you need me. You, you don't need the physical water. What you really, really need is me. And so in this moment, what we see is that Jesus places a priority. This is important because this is going to be our, 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 our train for the rest of, of our time together. What Jesus is doing is he's placing a priority in spiritual needs over physical needs. In this moment, Jesus is letting her as well as us readers know that he has a higher priority, priority excuse me, with uh, spiritual needs as opposed to physical needs. And then all of a sudden we get to verse 11. So this lady, she's like, oh, this sounds like a great idea. I want some of that physical water. And then, and then I love verse 11 because verse 11 I think we can all relate to, okay? So verse 11, this lady, she's excited, and then all of a sudden it's like her perceived reality hits. Because all of a sudden she's like, wait, wait a second, you, you don't got a bucket? You, you, have, you don't have a rope? This well is deep? What are you talking about? Like all of a sudden, re her perceived reality hits. And I think if we're honest, we can relate to this. We can relate to this idea of, of perceived reality taking place. Because for a lot of us, we do this every week on Sundays. We're in here, we're worshiping, we're like, Spirit, leave me. I don't know the words, thank you for Josh, but like, thank God for production back there. But, like, we're in worship and we're like, baby. Some of us, like, we get tears in our eyes. And, like, our faith is being built, isn't it? There's something about, like, worship and, like, uh, and, and, and just singing out, like, and all of a sudden something inside of you starts stirring. And you're like, yeah, I can conquer anything. Woo! And then, like, the word, hopefully you get something from the word and, like, you're encouraged. And you're like, yeah! Water that never runs dry. And then we get to our car, we shut the door, and we're like, but I'm still broke. <laughs> we worship our little hearts out, and we're, our faith is growing, and we get to our car, we shut the door, and we're like, my life is still chaotic. And in this moment, you and I, we can relate to what this woman is experiencing in this moment. She's excited, and then all of a sudden, she's like, but you don't have a bucket. You, you don't have a rope. And what I want you to see this morning is that if we are not careful, we will allow our faith to become slave to our perceived reality. And so all of a sudden, what, like what, what Jesus is speaking to her, she, she, she's like, but, but I don't see it. I, I don't see what you're, what you're referring to. And, and what she's doing in this moment, I think, is that she's putting 
physical and spiritual on the same playing field. But remember, Jesus put a higher priority on spiritual than physical. And I think when we put physical and spiritual on the same playing field, our natural inclination is to go by what we see, not necessarily what Jesus says. And so here is this lady. She, she, she's, she's, like, she's like, you don't have a bucket. You don't have a rope. And then, and then she gets to verse 12. And I like verse 12 because uh, verse 12, like, gets a bit intense, you know. Because in verse 12, she, she's standing there, and she says this. She says, do you think you're better than Jacob? She's standing in front, in front of God in flesh, and she's like, do you? <laughs> that was horrible. Somebody said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, Pastor. That was horrible. Um, <laughs> she said, do you think you're better than Jacob? And then, and then she says this. She says, the one who gave us this She said, do you think you're better than Jacob? The one who gave us this well. And I think uh, verse 12 is very important. Because verse 12, it identifies the reason why she is more concerned with what she sees rather than what Jesus says. Because in verse 12, what she does is she identifies Jacob as her source. She identifies Jacob as her source for sufficiency. She identifies Jacob as her source of happiness. She identifies Jacob as her source of provision. She said, do you think you're greater than Jacob, the one who gave us this well? Now, here's the nugget for this week. Last week, Jesus wants all of you. Here's the second nugget. The nugget for, for today is this. Jesus wants to be your all. Jesus wants to be your all. And so, so, so this idea that Jesus wants to be your all is great, but he could never be your all as long as you have a Jacob. As long as you have a Jacob, as long as Jacob is your source, Jesus will always be second. As long as there's a Jacob in your life, you will always look to Jacob rather than Jesus. So here's my question to you this morning. Who's your Jacob? Who is your Jacob? Because the fact of the matter is we all have a Jacob. We all have that, 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 we all have someone or something that we have allowed to be the source of our provision. That we have allowed to be our source of happiness. That we have allowed to be our source for our peace. See, for some of you here this morning, 
You have allowed your career to become your source of provision. You, you, you've, you've, you've elevated your occupation, your career. This is my source of income. This is my source of, of stability. This is my source. And, and we've elevated it. We've elevated the Jacob. But can I propose to you that your job is not your source? Can I propose to you that Jesus is your source that uses your job to provide for you? And when I could begin to look at my, my, my job, my career in that way, like I can begin to live freer. Because if that job ever goes away, it doesn't matter. It wasn't my source anyway. It wasn't my Jacob anyway. And, and, and so who, who is your Jacob? Maybe for some of you in here this morning, uh, uh, may, maybe, maybe your source, uh, your source, or, or excuse me, you, you've had relationships. You use uh, relationships, friendships as your source of happiness. And that person, that person is like, it just makes you so happy when they're there. But when they're not there, you're like, <gasps> I'm sad. <laughs> Like, who, who, who's, your, who's your source of happiness? And, and we, place, we place people in relationships as our source of happiness. I, I'm even talking about married folks, y'all. Like, we want, I want your husband, your wife to make you happy. But can I, can I propose to you this morning that your spouse is not the source of your happiness? That relationship is not the source of your happiness. I got to stop looking at my wife as the one that makes me happy, but rather the one that Jesus uses, the source Jesus, to bring happiness through my wife in me. All right, now I'm going to step on some toes. You guys ready? <laughs> so, some of you, you, you've made whoever, whatever person or party that's sitting in the White House as your source of peace. And you're like, if this party's in there, whoa, I'm good. But if this party's in here, I'm like, I have no peace. Can I propose to you this morning, whatever position of power is placed over us, Scripture actually says they're only there because God allowed them to be. And so i got to stop allowing whoever's there, whatever party's in there, to dictate my peace. They have, they have no power over my peace. And so, so here we are. Jacob, or excuse me, the lady's like, she, she said, uh, she said, do you think you're greater than Jacob? The one who gave us this well. And in this moment, what she's doing, as I, as I said earlier, she, she's identifying Jacob as her source. She's identifying Jacob as her source. But remember, Jesus, he, he puts the priority over spiritual, not physical. 
And here's why I think Jesus does that. It's because he understands that at some point, my physical source will run dry. Leads me to this. This is you. This is me. And notice how we're empty, right? Can, can I tell you that we were created to yearn to be filled with something? And like if we're filled with the wrong thing, obviously that's not good. But we were created. It's empty. Like we, we were created to need some input. We were created to be full. And what we have here is our Jacob. Now, you decide what your Jacob is, what your source is. Maybe for you, it's your workplace. Maybe for you, it's, uh, it's your uh, partner, your boyfriend, your girlfriend. And they just, you love it because they pour into you. you. You're like, man, I love I love it because you, you just give me, like, you just, you give me happiness. You give me peace. I feel so fulfilled. But here's the deal. Like, you and I, we're, like, we're created to continue to need more. And so here's Jacob. Here's your work. You're, you're like, yes, yes, I feel fulfilled. There's that boyfriend, that girlfriend, that wife. That You're like, woo, yes, thank you for filling me up. You, yes, thank you. But then all of a sudden, eventually, eventually, like, your Jacob runs out. Uh, eventually, that job's not going to cut it. Eventually, you're going to get frustrated with your boss. Eventually, that, that boyfriend or girlfriend might, might leave you. Eventually, that marriage might get rough. But all of a sudden, they can't do anything because they're empty. And so now I've allowed my source to be something that can run dry. I've allowed my source to become something that can no longer satisfy, that can no longer fulfill me. And I actually think that's why Jesus has a priority, priority excuse me, over spiritual than physical. Because Jesus understands that this happens. He understands that your Jacob can run dry. And so, so while this woman was looking for a physical, uh, a physical fulfillment, Jesus says to her, I can give you something, I can fill you up with something that will never, ever, ever allow you to run dry, to never be empty. And so if that was, I don't know if this is going to work. This is a hose. It's not plugged in. The illustration would be better if it was. <laughs> I just couldn't figure out how to plug it in all the way back there, and so just pretend. But this represents something that doesn't run dry. This represents something that keeps flowing and flowing and flowing and flowing and flowing until when? Until I turn it off. 
And so Jesus is like, you don't need Jacob. All you need is me. All you need is a thing that never stops pouring out unless you tell me to stop. And he's like, I want to be your source. I want to be your everything. I want to be your all. This morning, I want to encourage you. As the keys come, come up, comes up and, and I'm going to close, I want to encourage you to identify, begin to identify what your Jacob is. And I wonder what life could look like. I wonder what life would look like if, in fact, Jacob was no longer this. My, my source was no longer this. But this. And here, here's, the, here's Jesus' response in verse 13. He says this, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. So again, the, the Samaritan lady, she's like, she's like, you don't have a bucket. You don't have a rope. How are you going to give me this water? And Jesus said, he said that everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. Which implies that this will be fulfilling for a second. That this will be fulfilling for a season. But eventually, it'll run empty. And Jesus says this, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. Verse 14, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. But whoever drinks the water that I give them will never thirst. See, I think when I begin to feel when I pursue the spiritual over the physical, what that does is that it prepares my soul, it prepares my spirit for when my life goes down and then it comes back up and then goes down again and goes up again. Because life's a roller coaster. And when I, can, when I can begin to feed my spirit and my soul, not from this source, but from this source, when things start stinking and when life is hard, my soul is prepared. My spirit man is prepared to take on whatever's happening in the physical. Because my soul, my spirit is saturated, is drenched with the water that Jesus provides. Amen, somebody?